0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to You're on Fire, a Pokemon Unite podcast hosted by Spraggles, Crashy, and Lush. I am Spraggles, your resident content cowboy here.
1: Yeehaw. Hello, Lush. How are you, my friend?
2: I am doing a lovely, my man. How are you? I'm
0: great. And Crashy, how are you, sir?
1: Oh, me and and Charizard are doing just fine. We're doing well. Oh,
0: good. I'm glad. I'm glad (laughs) you and Char are doing well. And we have a special guest for today's episode, the incredible Curly Q. Hi, Curly.
3: Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for being here. We have so much to talk about on today's episode. We spaced these podcasts out uh, too far, so there's just too much <laughs> information to go over. But man, we have so much. We have a new map. We're kind of essentially in Pokemon Unite 2, or 2.0, or however you would look at it. A new map, we're in year two. New boost emblems, held item changes, balance changes, ton of new Pokemon that are here and coming to the game, a possible draft mode coming to Pokemon on Unite that we've been talking about for a little while here. Uh, considering that Curly is our guest, I would love to hear, I guess, just your overall thoughts heading into year two of Unite, how it feels maybe different from year one or what your experience has been like.
3: Um, so this is uh, this is my first MOBA game, Um, but with the new map and uh, everything that's new this season, uh, it really does feel... Um, like, more true to a MOBA-style game. Um, The map is super, super exciting. Uh, I'm really excited for the competitive season, specifically with this map. Um, It just feels... There's more farm, there's more space. The objectives actually feel like they have some value besides Reggie Ice. Um, But, uh, yeah, I've been having a really good time. I've been playing a lot of Defenders this season, uh, mostly... Mamoswine swine and uh, just I've been a top lane Reggie Alecki gamer. Um, just trying to figure things out and uh, it's been it's been a blast. I feel like I'm relearning the game in a way, and uh, it's it's been a bit challenging, but it's exciting to kind of be in this learning phase of the game again. It feels very fresh.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. How have you been feeling about it, Crashy?
1: um lord reginald alecky is taking us to the promised land we are all rotom gamers now lord robert thomas will you know we will miss him but you know he he walked so that reggie alecky could run you know and i think that that's really important so yeah we're all reggie alecky gamers no i completely agree i think um the discovery of anything is always super exciting part it's why you know like whenever i remember early on or even maybe still now i don't know i don't know what my opinion is uh, i always want like frequent changes because like the more frequent things happen the more you can dive in and kind of you know sink your teeth into things so learning this whole new map has been crazy i think the thing about thea skyruns for me that i love is that it is way more skillful which has its pros and cons but it looks way better. Like looking back at Remote Stadium, I feel like Remote Stadium's kind of lazy looking. Like it's just like this generic like arena stadium and I look at like how Thea Skyruns has like this whole theme to it and I'm like, "Man, that feels that feels good. Like that just it just looks good, feels good. Uh, it's super big, super wide open, requires a ton of skill. Uh, I really like how the objectives don't feel nearly as important to last hit like i mean reggie Alecki is and obviously rayquaza is if, it, if you go for it but rayquaza dies in like a fifth of my games i feel like it's just it's very macro focused and how do you score and how do you support your team where they're positioned um yeah i really like the map i like it probably a hundred times more than i like remote stadium nice loosh
2: i i love this map this map is everything i've wanted this game to be I, I love tempo plays. I love controlling tempo. I love pushing tempo. Tempo is like the thing I push the most on my channel, and I'm just so happy that this map caters to that. Because on the last map, it didn't just kind of look lazy. We we all played lazy on the last map because like, oh, there's a, there's a Zapdos. I'll just I'll play the last two minutes. I'll farm for eight minutes. But but now we have to actually play the whole ten minutes. And I'm just I'm having the time of my life learning the map, finding the best ways to play. And it, it's gonna take a while because there's just. There's so much to it and there's so much experience everywhere that so many Pokemon are viable and I'm just, I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time on the new map.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, something, Loosh and uh, Curly kind of both hit on this for me. So Curly talking about sort of, Learning the game again, I think, has been one of my favorite things about this new map because uh just as Luuch said, I'd gotten very lazy with how you can play remote stadium. You really could go, yeah, it's fine, We lost that, no big deal. Zap is coming up, and we'll position ourselves well around it. I'm going to go get level thirteen, we'll be in here for the fight. It was sort of very formulaic how you would play that map, and I think things are a lot different on this new map. I remember my first day playing the new map. I was, like, crushing it. I was like, oh, I'm going to get to Master in, like, uh, a couple hours here. And then I lost six in a row, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to get to Master forever. So uh, we just I kind of had that moment where I'm, like, learning the game again, learning to play it in a slightly new way, and it's been so exciting. And Crashy brought up a good point. There are some real pros and cons to this new map. And I feel like this is probably, I mean... There's so much to discuss with this update, but this new map has so many changes, so we should really jump in and just start talking about it. One thing, I guess, we'll start talking about just all the differences and what we think about them. I'll just start with mentioning the blue buff being this massive game-changing thing right now. I swear controlling if you can control an enemy team's blue buff or purple as the game says it but it doesn't look purple uh, <laughs> if you can control the enemy team's blue buff man i mean what a massive inva- advantage just 20 percent cooldown reduction is quite insane uh what does everyone think about this blue buff how about you Crashy? let's start with you
1: uh yeah i mean it's it's definitely overturned like it's it's funny because they nerf the emblems, which is accessible to everybody, but then they infuse, like, all the cooldown into the thing that has to be earned, which, I I, I mean, a part of that I kind of like. Like, I like that it's, like, it's important, like, you know, get your team together and, like, defend the blue buff, but at the same time it's just such a large infusion of, of cooldown reduction that I think, like, nerfing the emblems was probably the right play, but, like, maybe not putting that much uh, cooldown reduction on a single buff was maybe too much. Like, maybe even, like, 15% would be fine. And it's, like it's game changing in the sense that like it, it does add a ton of value to whoever has it, but it doesn't feel like it's like, Oh, they had blue buff. Like they win the game. So it's, it's there, but it's almost like surface level. OP not mm-hmm. like, you know, like, I don't know, dominating the whole game. Um, so I, I like that. It's a thing. Uh, Loosh actually said off recording and I'm sorry to steal your thunder. I was going to say Lush was actually saying like, it's funny how they buffed red buff and like, we don't even talk about it, but it's true. <laughs> it's because blue buff is just so crazy. So, um, yeah, make sure you're giving the blue buff to the right person, I guess. Like, give it to mages. It's like they, they, they have burst damage. Give it to, you know, the right characters, I suppose. And It really can go on anybody, but give it to the right characters that can really use it. I think it's it's pretty damn impactful.
0: Yeah, and as we were talking about Loosh, you mentioned the red buff before the recording. And we can mm. feel free anyone to just ping pong around with this map in any way you want. But I'd love to hear Curly and Loosh's thoughts on sort of these new buffs as well. You can take um- it, Curly.
3: Blue buff Gengars. <laughs> I I have been personally victimized by so <laughs> many Gengars this season. Oh my god. Like, everybody's like, oh, Mew's overpowered, Mime's overpowered, Glaceon's overpowered, and for me, it is blue buff Gengars. Um, even being a defender main with Ao's cookie and and HP emblems, I get two-shotted by these things, and it's it should be illegal. It should be illegal. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Loosh?
2: Uh, for me, it's like, my, my mind just has so many different like thoughts on, on the buffs. It's like, one, wait, they buffed jungle, right? And then two, it's like, okay, I like that the blue buff is something that in the later game is still relevant and you want to funnel like put it on the right Pokemon, right? Like maybe your laner wants to come take the blue buff for the final fight. Like it, it's really cool that there's that strategy there. I think it's overturned. I think 10 or maybe 15%. Would be okay. I think twenty in the game with the local dance that we have is just a little bit too much. It feels a bit too powerful, and it allows certain things that shouldn't happen. <laughs> I don't know how we feel about like Del fox with the um the literal <laughs> infinite like spamming, like the no downtime. It's so like it's good. cool, it's cool, right? It's but so is it? Is it okay watching watching, <laughs> you know? watching scolded no. skate
1: around in my games, dropping <laughs> oh 160k God. damage every game is so crazy. <laughs> and I love that nice. build, dude. I love it's, that build, but it's so ridiculous.
2: It could use like you know point so five gross. second downtime, maybe. You know, like maybe that would be all right. I don't know.
0: Isn't it weird Just how much. I mean, it's it's weird that so many things have changed because before on remote you would you would say that, I mean, Del Fox was kind of coming close to the two builds being parity, but for the longest time, Fire Spin was just so good, and things were so much more predictable, I think, on Remote Stadium. Things were more closed off, and now Mm -hmm. in this it feels like, well, you have to use Flame Charge on Delphox. It has to be able to get away because there are so many places for, like as Curly mentioned, Gengar to hide and stuff like Mm. that. But then also with Blue Buff, well, you absolutely want Flame Charge because you're literally never stopping using your moves. There are just so many changes. One that, of course, we've kind of touched on a little bit is this massive jungle change. And I think there are some real positives and ben- and uh, negatives to it. One thing I've noticed is you've got enemy Pokemon that are hyper carries coming into lane at, at like it's 7 minutes 30 seconds at a level 11 or something. And this Gengar is just deleting Pokemon in one hit. And in some ways, it's probably on the competitive side really good. And sometimes in solo play, i found that it's just... These games snowball so incredibly hard, way harder than before, which I actually didn't expect on the new map. You know, uh, I, and anyone can jump in here. It's, it's, I know it's a little tough. Yeah, no, us, I'll, yeah. I'll,
1: I'll pick up on that. I, I mean, I agree. Like it, if you have a lane that like hard loses lane, let's say top lane, because that's worst case scenario. You have top lane, hard loses lane. They lose tower or they lose goal before Regieleki. You're going to have like two level nines on their team minimum probably mm-hmm. um so now you have two players that have ults you can't push and contest the reggie lucky then they get the reggie lucky and then they take that advantage to then shove it into your tier two and then it's like oh man like we're like we're so behind and coming back there's a lot less double point scores like you you, you know the games a lot of the, the games you know you'll have a stomp every now and then that'll reach like 600 700 800 points um you know i've seen over thousands but most of the games end like 300 to 200, 400 yes. to 200. Like the score is much more contained. And so coming back at a certain point, it just feels like it has to come from the end game. And like, you either need to wipe them and get Rayquaza, which almost never happens, or you have to literally out macro them, like really keep track of where they are, send the right people to score, uh, have someone that's really score focused. I mean, Talonflame is crushing at this path. I love Talonflame just with this whole score focused build. I'm running yellow emblems. I'm running Floatstone. Um, Goal getter, I think, is truly viable. I mean, I saw Chris running it on, on Absol this morning. I don't know if that's something he's going to keep doing. He t- tests out a little bit of everything. But, um, yeah, I think having a score-focused player is important. I think having the, the versatility to know that you you don't just need to full team fight and you can actually you know push and score. But that comes with a lot of decision-making that every single player has to make. So the map itself requires such good game sense. Like, you have to be able to predict where they are when they're not on the map. You have to be able to know if you're the one that needs to go score. You have to know what your Pokemon is capable of. You know, if you're not a Pokemon that can score and get out easily, don't even try it. It's not worth it. You know, hold position, hold your goals, hold the, you know, the middle of the map or whatever. Um, so, which naturally segues me into the, like, solo queue hard, really, really hard, <laughs> um, and five stacks, like, competitive play. I think that this might be the best version of the game we've ever had
2: yeah I, I agree competitively it's the best version we've had for sure so look it's it's rough it's hard to make decisions still like it's still early to, to try to figure things out but it feels almost like it's not worth trying to say steal a reg lucky from the enemy it's, it's more worth it to just try to score as many points bottom as you can and, and just try to score elsewhere because like being the team ahead at the end is just so advantageous on this map because if you if you wipe say two or three of the enemy team you just rip right quas and even if they still the the people that are fainted don't get a shield. So you're not yeah. in that. Do you know what I mean? It's defendable. Like so, when you're ahead, it's just so advantageous. But and competitively, it's it's great.
1: You actually reminded me something we we definitely need to touch on is the fact that you can't see objectives health without vision anymore. Oh, it's a it's, it's a insane. massive change. Oh,
3: it's insane! I love it. It's a crazy I like it. change. I love it. I like it.
1: It's weird, right? So here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. It's what the game's supposed to be. But mm. as a person that has to carry solo queue games, it's like, yes. I can't do anything without that. Like, I, like, but it's, but it's better. It is way it. better. It's so much better.
2: Like, I think it's better. Every other MOBA is like this, but every other MOBA also has a, a kind of ward someone could place to be able to see the health bar if they need to. And that's what I feel like we're lacking in this game. So I'd, I'd love for us to get something like that.
1: Future battle item, maybe a couple charges, long cooldown, mm. refresh time, maybe a Pokemon that has it built into the kit as well. Like mm-hmm. it's there, There's definitely opportunities for vision. And and this map has a lot of bushes. This map has a ton of bushes. So, so I think a warding battle item, I don't want to say it's around the corner, but it, it definitely would serve us well. Uh, for context, uh, I guess we should say, wards are an item In other MOBAs that you can either purchase or, you know, have as like your battle item where you can place it on the ground and it acts as like a a kind of a vision tower like you, Mm -hmm. you can put it in a bush and it'll illuminate that bush. You could put it on like Reggie Alecky spawn and it would, you know, give you vision of that spot. So it's basically just like a standing player with no consequence. Uh, in some games they're destroyable, so like if the enemy finds the ward, they can destroy it. In some in some games they're not destroyable and they just sit there for x amount of time. So mm-hmm. it would it would be interesting to see what they would make, like what what item could be a ward. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they decided it'd be so to do it. But good
2: on this map, so yeah. good on this map, especially around those like eight minute like uh, swablu notary in the center. Having mm-hmm. a ward there would be so beneficial.
1: Well, I think the I think a cool trade off of having like a battle item ward too is the fact that like who takes it how many people take it yeah who's who's given up their x speed for it you know what i mean like is is the do you start running eldegoss because you want the leaf tornado so you can Mm, rotate to mm. place it you know like it's it, it would definitely add a tiny bit more depth while giving you more strategy to think about Hey, I, need, I do need to go and ward this. I do need to, you know, you could ward the bush right outside their blue buff, and then you have vision of their mm. blue buff. Like it's, 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 it could be really, really if, game. If changing. you're the
2: jungler, you could place it in the bush and know if I'm a Mew's gonna solo beam from that bush. If you're, just, the, if you're a jungler <laughs> that has high
1: mobility, you could run one and you can invade and place wards. Like it's, yeah, there's, mm. there's so much because like warding in, in like at least in League of Legends, like the warding role was like always like the jungler and the support. Like the jungler would mm. buy a lot of wards and ward when they roam around, and then the support would like roam around and place a lot of wards. So.
2: Uh, would be I really you in, um, know in like professional smite play there was this meta where like the, the pros would at the start of the game before things spawned they would quickly run and ward the enemy jungle and then run back to their side like it was it was really cool
0: curly uh, i know that you play a lot of defender have you been playing mostly solo queue or have you been teaming up with people mostly this season
3: um I feel like uh I've been doing a lot more duoing and trioing as compared to five stacking. Um haven't been doing that much solo queue a little bit. Um but mostly uh duoing and trioing.
0: So I'm so. curious as someone now when you're playing it feels like with a duo or a trio Having vision on an objective to know its health isn't as tough as it is solo, but I'm curious what that change has felt like to you because I I remember when I first noticed that you couldn't see the health bar of a, of an objective if you didn't have vision on it. I thought, wow, this is gonna be like Crashy mm-hmm. said, this is so hard for solo players because I can no longer snipe uh, even though that's much less relevant in this, but it's just very different. You don't know how much damage has been put on that Registeel in the bottom path. You just know someone's attacking it. So I'm curious what that's felt like for you, Curly.
3: Um. So yeah, it's really interesting. Um, usually the people that I play with, we we're all Lucky gamers. So we all typically will rotate top and prioritize that objective, um, so I've noticed like a lot of times we don't really um, we don't really acknowledge the uh, Reggie's down bot, um, especially since we can't see that health bar. So we almost kind of like like it's just not even like a concern to us, the Reggie's down bot. Um, as far as like Ray goes, I almost always have a team a teammate near Ray. So I feel like I haven't really run into any. Um, issues with that. My teammates have always been really good about staying near the objective. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I would imagine that that's pretty rough as a solo key player, um, but luckily my teammates know better. <laughs> so. yeah.
0: I mean, Luce, you brought something up that was interesting. When you talk about sort of the Ray fight, very, it's very different from the Zap fight. And it's weird because you can... If you KO two or three enemies, like you said, you can start to rip Ray. But you also mm-hmm. can not even. Uh, there are many <laughs> yeah. games where I you don't even need to focus on. It. It's like, okay, two or three hmm. are down. Uh, I often play something very mobile right now. I'm I'm often a Talonflame or a Greedon or just something that's really, really mobile if I'm not in Mime Jail or something. So I will just run off and go, all right, well, I'm just going to put 100 points in no one's taking this objective right now we can just mm. we can do that i can go score another 20 points or something like that it's kind of weird that this final fight i mean you have this idea of like hey rip it if they take it no big deal and i also think it doesn't even matter if we touch it right now see like, it don't even it, it leans itself
1: away. it lends itself back into the the concept of tempo right because if you have mm. if you have 5 people up and you take down two of them then you get like map tempo like then you can push up toward their side of the map and you're like like think about like the 50 percent line would be straight down rayquaza from reggie to reggie you could move up to like 60 percent through the map and be on their side and now when they hmm. see you encroaching their jungle well are they what are they supposed to do run past you to go to rayquaza no you're going to go score 100 hmm. points and then you can still peel back and rayquaza like it takes some time. Like, it it feels like mm-hmm. it's not... The Zap fight was way faster, way
2: cleaner, way rippier. The knock-up Rayquaza does when it's at, like, one is crazy. <laughs> it, the massive knock-up it does is scary.
1: Yeah, I just think that, like, the team play of this map is so, so good. Mm-hmm. And, like, even if, like... So, like, you, you could say, like, oh I don't have to get the Rayquaza. I can just, like, push and go score. Like, even if you don't get the score in, they still have to, like, watch you and stop you from doing it. And so, like... I've been because I remember I used to do this in Road Stadium. Some it's like you'll push their tier two goal and like one of them will stop and land in front of you and then you'll walk away. So they'll start walking in their jungle. Then you walk back and then they have to come back. And it's like, dude, I can just jail you here. Like you can't leave me. Mm -hmm. So now you're just stuck here. My teammates can do whatever the hell they want. Like they can run around. They can go score um Mm. i love i mean i just posted literally a video right before we started recording where one of my teammates was pushing their bottom tier two and i was like they're gonna go respond to that so i'm gonna go to top tier two like i and so you just you just out macro them you just have to know where they're gonna go you have to know what they're thinking and then like once you start seeing those trends you just Mm -hmm. start putting it in the playbook
2: really cool about Rayquaza in like a five setting is like so in that scenario right so you take two out and now there's like you know you have five they have three you send one to go scoring a back goal right and now because they can't see the health of Rayquaza, if your team is doing it, they have to come in vision of you to be able to steal it. You can see them. So you can all as a team collapse on them, right? And if they're not sending everybody, you just wipe them. If they send everybody, you back up and your teammate scores. It, it puts you in this crazy tempo position. Being up is just so advantageous on this map. And it's it's just really cool because if you do wipe Rayquaza when they're gone, you take away their win condition. It's gone. Like it's just gone Wonder off the map. And it's, just, uh... it's just really cool.
1: I wonder if there's, like, a Slow Smoke gradient build I could play where, like, I do that, right? Like, we, like we're, like we like, like think about it. Like, I play, like, Trio Q or something, and then mm. it's, like, okay, we got, like, a kill or two, or maybe we just start ripping, and I just go push another jungle and Slow Smoke, like, a couple of them or something. Like, I can't yeah. guarantee
2: it'll stop one, yeah.
1: someone from stealing, but maybe.
2: One thing that's really cool to do is, like, um, just, like, put, like, so I've been playing a lot of Rollout Wiggly, and if my team's going to rip Rayquaza, I just sit in one of those little, like, chokes, mm-hmm. and they just can't come through. They can't come through that end. And it's just, it's cool. I love that there's multiple inches too. So it's not like I can completely yeah. stop everybody, but it's just really cool. It, it's really cool. And like, oh man, the game's the yeah, game's so much the better the map for me design right of <laughs> Remote
1: Stadium made getting to Zap so predictable. You either jump the wall mm, and like yeah. drop a hoop ult, or you go straight down choke. And so it was like, yeah, I really like that you can come under, like you can go deep yeah. under, you can go through the cut, you can dash over the wall. Like it, it definitely feels a lot more accessible to get around the map. Man, it's actually crazy. Like I'm I'm like reminding myself how much I love this map over Remote Stadium. It's like so Remote good. Stadium is just so
2: basic. Like it's it, even the base yeah. healing change is so nice and so much bigger than people mm-hmm.
3: think. I just oh, yeah. really so I really like that it's not just about the last two minutes of the game anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not just about like the zap fight. Um there's so many ways that my games end now. Like sometimes I feel like Probably about 50% of the time, we're not even taking down Ray. Like, we're just killing them and then going for backcaps. Like, that seems to be very, very, very common in my games. And I just, I really like that it doesn't just boil down to getting the last hit with with your ult on on the objective to win the game. Mm. And even then, if that does happen, you can still come back. You just have to try to rip through their ray shields um yeah, and prevent them from scoring, but you know like Pokemon like Crustle and and Snorlax that, you know, have those barriers and those walls to block them off from scoring. Like I just really 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 like that um it's not just like you know, let me, let me get this yellow bird and then we'll just go and insta score and win. Like there's more to it now. And I, I love that.
2: I agree. It's so much better. There's so much counterplay now you can actually defend the push, which is such a big deal. And can we talk about how cool it is that Tyranitar just ignores the Rayquaza mechanic completely (laughs) and stops you (laughs) scoring anyway, (laughs) which is kind of crazy that hits under the shield and stops the scores. That's Cool.
0: It's yeah. weird really though, cool. because I had a Tyranitar doing that to me the other day and they were stopping me from scoring, but they didn't break my ray shield. So, yeah, they're once, hitting you it, under it. so once it went on cooldown, <laughs> I scored really quickly. So it was kind of weird because it was like, oh, this was really good, except I still have this ray shield and I didn't have fifty points, so I actually have a quick score coming in. It's weird, there's there's a, a, a balance there. I love the ray shields are really interesting. Let's talk about them for a mm. little bit. So after uh rayquaza as you know different from zapdos is zapdos would just make the goals instant scorable you could walk up and just tap your x button and immediately deposit ao synergy was very difficult to stop someone from scoring once they were in range of it especially if they had any type of mobility now squishier characters especially you can get rid of their rayquaza shields pretty easily if they're not uh playing smart the the tankier characters it feels like they're a little harder like if i see a a snorlax walking one way and a cinderace walking another there's no way you follow snorlax it's going to get the points in but uh yeah let's talk a little bit about that shield system because like curly said i do find that my games are ending in so many different ways the enemy can get ray we can stop them we can get ray they can stop us i think it's a really really dynamic way for games to end with much closer scores. I think it's so cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's actually balanceable too. Like, say people start to feel like the shields are a bit weak, they just tweak a number. It's not exactly that so they have to rework a mechanic. So it, it's really cool for the future of the game.
3: Yeah, more fine-tuning options.
1: Yeah, definitely. I still it's feel just... like... It's, it, it, I, it feels like it's only like a third of my games where Ray dies, and that might even be too mm-hmm. much to say um but when it does i still feel like i usually lose like if we didn't get it but the cool Mm. thing is is that it's not like for sure (laughs) so like because (laughs) like getting the big boss should be pretty damn beneficial um but it's not for sure that's what i like and when you're the team that's behind going into ray Man, it sucks. Especially if you're, like, huge struggling. If they're, like, if you're really struggling going into Ray, it's like, okay, I know I I can't change the game's outcome because if I score 100, still not enough. So we have to score more than 100. And then we don't really know how much. Depends on how bad we were getting stomped. And then, like, going Mm. into the fights, like... The cool thing I will say about this map, too, I'm jumping around a little bit, is that I never feel like I'm super out-leveled. That doesn't feel like it happens. There's just just too much experience. I I come back all the time. And... So you just have to like make good decisions. and I feel like I'm just like repeating myself, but like, it's just macro, Mm. man. It's just like, look at the map, see where they are. What can you do with that information? And then as that information changes, like, oh, I run through a choke. Oh, there's a couple people here. I'm going to go back. You know, let me go back and see what I can find. Maybe you hide in a bush. Like I, I've sat in the enemies like teams, like Blue Bush, like the bush right outside of Blue Bush, and they'll like walk around me, and then I initiate the fight and kill like two, three people, like Machampolt or mold or something. And it's like, dude, these these plays are so good, and people gotta start mm-hmm. checking their bushes because there's way more bushes. It's a lot less predictable, and so. Skill expression on this map is there. The team play is there. Admittedly, it's a it's a it's a bit harder in solo queue. Um, mm-hmm. That that is for sure true. But that's like system things that I could spend days on. Um, but overall, I think looking at this patch, like my my TLDR of this whole patch with this whole map is like solo queue a little bit harder, but like game way better. Like it's I can just super mm. super simplified. I think the game is way way better right now yeah i
0: totally agree solo queue is harder although i think there are a few like anything i think there are a few pokemon that can kind of really even that out for you if you're good at playing them uh but in general yeah solo queue is harder just because if the enemy has an amazing i I, we brought up gengar a lot but i do think it's very oppressive on this map if the enemy has a good gengar And you happen to be playing, you know, I don't know, the team's attacker or something in path. If I'm playing Espeon or something like that, boy, I hope my jungle knows what they're doing because Mm -hmm. it's going to be pretty tough. But, yeah, in general, I think uh, so much better. This is clearly it's weird. I always think when they're making balance changes before on remote stadium there were some that i was always scratching my head about and i would think why are they balancing this and i have to realize something that crashy always mentions to me is they're playing this game in the future they're playing they've been playing on a new map they've been testing this stuff on a new map for a long time probably like three months uh, exactly so some of the changes we would see like why would they why would they make that change and then this new map comes out and you go oh actually talon flame If they didn't nerf it three months ago, Talonflame would be S++++ right now. Uh, So it took a little while for it to be bad on remote because they were bringing it into Thea Sky Ruins. Again, I'm also just kind of bouncing around, but just a lot of thoughts on this new map. I also really, really love the state that the game is in right now uh, with this new map.
2: So much fun. Let's
0: move on to uh there's just real stuff. No, I actually said let's move on. (laughs) There's kinda no going back, Real Real. Luce, I've checked the tapes. Hold on, let me rewind it. No, I said let's move on. Dang, I hate that I hate that for you. Yeah, go ahead, of course.
2: I was just gonna say, like, like a lot of Pokemon are more playable, but like poor Pikachu, right? Do we oh, yeah. do we feel poor Pikachu?
1: I don't even want to say poor Pikachu. If you don't have mobility on your Pokemon, you're probably not supposed to play it. Yeah, yeah. The map's too big. It's just like not like I don't. I don't think Nine Tails is good. Like and, and you get you little baby hop, sure, cool. I guess. Like I don't. Do you, like, guys <laughs> do you guys
2: remember Duraludon? I remember Pokemon? Duraludon. Oh yeah, <laughs> D- Duraludon? and how oppressive <laughs> Dragon
1: Tail was to need a nerf.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, but are like,
1: on I another
0: mean, map crash. You don't understand. They're I on the don't. third map right now, nerfing <laughs> yeah. Dragon Tail.
2: I think Maybe I the think Blue it gets... was too much. Maybe it was too much.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I just think that, like... Oh, you know what? This Okay, now I have to talk about it because it reminded me. So, speaking of how the classes and characters are doing in the game, I think minus a couple all-rounders, mostly Garchomp, I'm okay with... I'm Like, I have a weird opinion of Azumarill. I think it's okay. Um, but minus Garchomp... All-rounders have such a massive benefit on this map because almost every all-rounder has self-mobility. They all can move decently, but they also do good burst damage. Most of them have really good damage. They also have a high health pool. So on a map that's so focused on scoring, you don't want to be the Mew dashing around the enemy jungle Mm. like... You know, you don't want to be the Greninja, like, sneaking around on their side when you can get one-shotted. Like, yeah, you can do that, but it's easier to do it as an all-rounder. So, I think, like, running around with Charizard, you know, flamethrowering your way through the jungle to make it to a back Cap tier 2, super easy. Tyranitar, you know, bum rushing through the jungle, super easy. Serena, Trap kicking through. Like, they have the health to support getting caught out doing those things a lot of the time, mm. and they have the burst to like 1v1 someone if they need to so it's like all rounders on this map are just so good they're yeah. so so
2: good it's like all rounders and greedant <laughs> you know what i mean well greedant greedants like, Greedent, Greedent's just, like yeah. a
1: glorified all-rounder i don't i don't <laughs> yeah. know what like and so was mime for what's, the sake of what's saying. mime yes yeah, yeah what's mime. mime is just an all-rounder um he like w- people are like where's our sp all-rounder it's like it's mime. <laughs> it's, it's, mime. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. always
0: been mime. uh yeah, let's, uh, let's see here. We've got a lot of things. Let's talk... We'll kind of talk a little bit about some of the balance changes here. We've got new boost emblems, which I want to talk a bit about, even though it's all still pretty new. But let's talk about some of the balance changes. So we saw Mime rise to prominence. We saw Icy Wind Glaceon rise to prominence. They got two nice nerfs, even though Mime got a... Uh, excuse me, nice buffs. Even though Mime got a nerf, it's still... I mean, Mr. Mime is insane right now. And we also had some held items get changes. So the... The uh items that needed out of combat time, leftovers, assault vest, float stone, they all got a buff. And then something also to Rocky Helmet as well, which I have not gotten to play around enough with. But uh, mm. I'd like, yeah, I'll open that up to anyone who wants to touch on some of these big balance changes. I, I want
2: to touch just one thing on Mime, and I've been saying this a bunch, is like Mime is a support and they hot fixed it's healing, and not that it was one-shotting people, and I don't understand it. I just can't wrap my head around that.
1: They have a, they have a problem with developing the characters within the archetype classes that they've developed them for, and it's a little annoying, so I'm going to throw out my thoughts on that really quickly. All-rounders mm. do too much damage. Speedsters sometimes don't do enough damage or feel out overshadowed because all-rounders do too much damage. Tanks aren't tanky enough, and supports do too much. Um, attackers are probably the only class that actually feel true to their own role because they all Mm. die really quickly um but yeah i I wish that they would kind of like stop blurring the lines so much and and like really lock it in like i think in in simple changes right like i would actually for most all-rounders i would actually just nerf all their damage like all of them Uh, Mm. i think that all of them could serve to like a five to ten percent damage nerf. not all most of them um supporters they need to be less tanky like i think that there should be like a hard 7k hp cap on supporters like having blissey go up to 10k just feels it feels weird it's weird that she's so incredibly tanky Mm. um or or damage right like it's like i guess you could make it really really tanky if it did absolutely no damage at all you know what i mean like if blissey like did had no impactful damage like the unite mover like egg bomb then sure maybe so like there's a little bit of give and take it's not it doesn't have to be like one to one um speedsters i i actually kind of think that speedsters are probably mostly balanced for what they're supposed to do i mean gengar is a little, they're, he's they're a little weird, right? like
2: isn't a speedster like not good if it doesn't one-shot people but then it, it feels oppressive like are they just in a weird spot well that's yeah. just that's just the assassin
1: archetype of mobas to begin mm. with but the thing is is like why like why play Absol when you could just like double stomp <laughs> something on serena you know it's like and, and that's not necessarily the case right now but like it kind of was a little bit ago um yeah and just in general like i think that like They either need to have like really good mobility because like that's what they're supposed to do. Like so like multiple charges, like built in passives, like and that's another thing they could dabble in, too. They could dabble in creating class passives like, oh, the all rounders have, Mm. you know, a passive extra five percent HP or like speedsters have like, you know, a passive 100 extra move speed. Like they could dabble in stuff like that. But I do think that like the general sentiment is like kind of like line them up in their archetypes a little bit more. I think that that would be a little bit helpful. Um, Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think, I think, yeah. Blissey. Oh, sorry. Oh,
3: uh, sorry. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's incredibly frustrating for me as a defender main whenever there's Pokemon like Blissey and Mime that are like you know double class, like they're not just support, but they're also like tank. Because then that makes me feel like, like, in order for me to play defender competitively. I have to play a Pokemon that's not actually a defender. I'm stuck playing this tanky support mon, and it makes like the defenders not not as viable. Um, and so I've been I've been really frustrated with competitive as a defender main for that reason. Um, I, I would like like what Crashy was saying. I would love to see Blissey and Mime not be able to tank the way that they do so that defenders can shine a little bit better.
2: Yeah, I agree 100% with that. So I play defender for my team as well, and if I think about the bonds that I've played as the defender tank player, I've played Blissey before that I was playing Wiggly before that I was playing Mime, and again, now playing Mime. Like, so I have. You, I played slow had, in season one. I was gonna say you, you probably, probably know what like I mean? a like,
1: small, like like run with Slowbro, but that's like about it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like
2: I've been playing yeah. supports as tanks for so long. Like, can we make the tanks tankier or the supports less tanky? Like, it's just I would. I would I miss reach. playing tanks.
1: It's crazy though, because like I think if you were to look, like, because okay, conservatively, because if you make too many changes at once, that could be dangerous. But if we were to mm. take all the supports and hard cap their health at. Eighty five hundred. I said seven thousand earlier, but let's say eight thousand, eighty five hundred, and then tank all the t- like take all of the tanks or most of the tanks and push their health up to like twelve thousand or thirteen thousand or fourteen thousand. Mm. It's like. <laughs> or 15,000 or 15,000. No, that's okay. That's great. That's just too much. That's just too much. Okay. Well, no, but, yeah. But like, I mean, give them the effective health that it, 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 it would make hmm. them stronger because then it's, it's attrition, right? Like they're going to do more because they're alive longer, but yeah. like, isn't that their job? Like, like yeah. dude, watching a tank actually get two shot is sometimes just like, wait, I don't understand. <laughs> it's, that. it's silly. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. So it's, well, it's so silly.
3: It's, it's so true. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, I was just saying blue, blue buff, buff Gengars. Gengar. Yes. They too shot me. <laughs> it, is, it is really weird, young, right? Like
0: because everything. you should have a tank that is able to tank, essentially. So you should have it where, yes, this Gengar is going to delete your Mew or whatever. That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's very odd when your Mamo swine is deleted by the Gengar. And I get it, because they also have this weird problem where with so much XP on the map, things that hyper farm are four levels higher than the supports and defenders on the enemy team. So you're a Gengar walking around at level 12 and you just ran into still a pillow swine. So it you've kind of got this weird thing here. Like, how do you, how do you balance that? And maybe it's just, you know, giving less XP on the map, even though that's kind of one of the most exciting things about it, but you do run into this weird issue where even if you gave tanks all this extra health, uh, you still have the problem that they're going to be five levels under the enemy hyper carry. So it's like, how do you balance that? sounds like
1: a cheesy solution, but they could just change the curve of, of power for health. So like your early to mid levels could be an incredibly high spike in health. Whereas the later levels start to plateau off and kind of like flatten off in terms of the, the gain. Um, so that way it just kind of like gives them a natural bit more strength because yeah, naturally you're n- you, you never see the tank of the team, the highest level that just doesn't happen because mm. of the nature of their kids. So I, I think that that could be an interesting solution. Um, I mean, ideally if you're, if you are getting out leveled by like four levels, then they probably should be kind of stomping you. Um, cause some, mm. something went wrong there, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Um, I even, but I even said this about like Blastoise like a long time ago because like Blastoise just doesn't have or Squirtle doesn't really have the greatest laning phase. It's not the worst thing in the world, um, and people are like, "Well, what would you do?" And it's it's mostly because it kind of has a hard time securing. So the simple thing is to like strategize and put it with someone that can secure, obviously. But if you wanted to make Squirtle stronger in the laning phase, just give it like a lot more effective health because then it can stand there and at least trade, right? Like mm. it can it can actually like do the thing that it's supposed to do, um, in being like a you know,
2: a sponge. Yeah, it's like, like Snorlax does in Lane, right? Snorlax is just—it's mm-hmm. just there, and it's not going away. Like, mm-hmm. It's just not going to go away. It's—it'd it's be cool secure. to see. Manic yeah. and bully. <laughs> like, Smash is so good. So Smash is actually so good, but, but that's it's like still like not mime.
1: That's the whole like slack off potion <laughs> interaction too, right? Like you just you you win yeah. the tempo of the lane because you have way more health than them. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's that that same sentiment for some of the earlier like the early levels of yeah. defender mons that could see like some HP increases in the early to mid game that would really like help them out.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing with mime as well, right? So mime mime gets its tankiness from filter, it's passive. It's ten percent damage reduction right across the board. Um, and that's up all the time if mime gets a blue buff. They which could, is scary. They could, it just, it get it <laughs> they could <laughs> just get rid of it. Always got it up. They could just get rid of it's passive and just take it away. Or nerf it, I don't know.
1: I mean, it is <laughs> weird how, how
0: a Pokemon sort of just rises to the top, right? Mime was mm. I think Mime was always decent. It was, you know, there it they had some
2: It was high skill cap
0: it was high skill cap yeah and now all of a sudden you just give it a little too much juice just a little too much and it's just super oppressive it's it's mm. so weird to be a supporter that when i see an enemy carry i'm like oh this is so nice i'm going to walk i can walk right up to you like you have to run away from me that's a crazy mm-hmm. thought that a yeah. carry needs to run away from the support pokemon so, so. i think
1: that this could be a really fun time to share my thoughts on The fact that even though like Glaceon and Mime are like the two big problematic Pokemon, Mew Mew is Mm. pretty, pretty high up there. I actually don't have much of a problem with it. Hold on. Let me get, (laughs) let me get there because every MOBA has a pick ban phase and what a pick ban phase, which is being rumored. So we can, we can naturally segue that way if we want to, um, The pick-ban phase gives the player base the opportunity to create strategy either around trying to secure those Pokemon through the pick-ban phase, the drafting, or to deal with it themselves. And what that does is it allows the devs to see information about how much a Pokemon's getting banned and how people feel it's performing to then make changes to it without having to deal with it. And the problem that we have with no pick-ban phase, and this is why I I press it so much for people that don't understand why it's so necessary for, like, the ranked com- kind of competitive side of of mobas is because the strategy now is to not counter pick mime. The strategy is to be is the to, better, bime. Yeah, to mime be better mime. Yeah, is to just be better than than the other person. And so then you have these mirror comps, and then you have like oh this comp shined, and then everybody plays it, and then and then slowly you'll see progression, right? You'll see someone find mm-hmm. something, or like a change will happen. But what will happen is you'll have Such a more diverse meta, like a crazy diverse meta where it's like, hey, look, we can actually give them mine because we're going to get this and we'll build around that. So then you start Mm -hmm. building team comps based on what your comp can do and much less about what the game itself has to offer from, you know, five Pokemon that create a comp. Yeah, yeah, so for people see. who oh,
0: don't know, I just want to talk about what a pick ban phase is. If this is your first mobile, you might not understand what this is, what a draft looks like, or how that works. So, in many other games like this, you will not have the same Pokemon on or it's the same character on both teams essentially. You will start by banning someone. Oftentimes, you just know what's crazy overpowered right now. Someone, one team bans Mime, the other team bans Mew. We'll say that's just maybe what happens. And then you pick. Pokemon uh, in sort of a snake draft order after that. So one team goes one Pokemon first, they grab up, oh, we got Glaceon, great. And the next team gets two picks and they think, oh, we want Lucario and Charizard. And then on and on and on, you go back and forth. So at the end of it, both teams are completely different and you also shut down certain Pokemon that you don't want to see in that mode. I just think for people who maybe don't know what it is, that's like, a quick explanation of what a pick ban and a draft would look like in Pokemon Unite. So two different teams yeah. and you would both shut out a Pokemon or multiple, depending on how many they want to do in the roster. You'd both shut out a Pokemon or two that neither team can pick. So sorry. Go ahead, Oh,
2: all, all I was going to say is like it just be really cool because if you see a team like, say, first pick Tyranitar, if you take a Blissey, you automatically just hinder that team so hard, and it just it's, it destroys what they're trying to do, and it, it gives you more counterplay. Not even just by the bans, but by the picks, and it's just it's we need it competitively. We need it because I like I don't want to go into games all the time knowing that I'm just versing the same Pokemon that I'm playing mm-hmm. every single time, you know, because it's just it's so stale. <laughs> it gets so stale after a while. I think,
1: and even not even it just gives, competitively. Uh, oh, go ahead. Also, not even just competitively as like a viewer, like it, it just gets boring watching the mm. the Dragonite rip comp every time, you know, it gets boring watching the, you know, Blissey had like a 90 something percent pick rate. I'm, I'm, I am mean, maybe higher. I don't even know. <laughs> you know, 100 percent pick rate or whatever. It, it It's definitely like th- there are characters, especially with an IP like this. There are characters that people love. And here's the thing. Your favorite character may not actually be meta. But it could actually be flexed into because of the mm-hmm. draft, right? Because you know you want to create a specific team comp that it happens to fit in with well. So, like competitively, absolutely needs draft. But even ranked, like, even solo queue needs draft, just so that way, you know, the game is more lively um the other thing too is like and this is what i've always said is like the thing that sucks about mirror matches is like if you fall behind on the mirror match how are you supposed to catch up they're literally you but stronger Mm. so it's like it's Mm. and you can don't get me wrong that's not like a one-to-one but it's it's just better it's just so much better for the game it's healthier for the meta it's healthier for uh the players to be able to control what's overpowered it gives the developers more information about what you know what each region or what you know um you know is, is overtuned or being banned out and it's it's a it's a system that definitely needs to find its way into this game. Um, it most likely is based on the leaks we have, uh, but also just for the sake of saying, there's not even just one way to draft. Like there's a few MOBAs I've played that have different draftings to them. The The biggest part is just the fact that no mirror matches really, really changes mm. and opens up the game. Really yeah, does.
0: it totally does. And I'd like to hear uh, from Curly on this a bit specifically because I think a draft, a pick and ban actually takes all the defenders already, even without changing them. And it makes them all so much better Absolutely. because mm-hmm. you are banning Mime. You are maybe banning Blissey or something like that. And now all of a sudden Mamoswine, who I think is already in actually a pretty sick position in the game right now, kind of secretly. uh, But now Mamoswine is so much better. But please, yeah. yeah. T- t- tell me your thoughts on the pick and ban Curly.
3: No. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you said, like I feel like with this ban um, system coming into place, I feel like we would definitely see a lot of uh, Pokemon that don't quite fit their roles, like Mime and Blissey being banned and so that's a huge opportunity for defender mains like me and louche because now we actually get to enjoy playing true defenders um mm-hmm. so yeah that's really really exciting for me um because i love playing um i love playing mammo i love playing tree i love playing blastoise i love playing slower like i love mixing up my defenders i don't like playing the same thing over and over and over again you know it's nice to be able to change things up and when someone, you know, wants to ban a certain Mon, now we have the option to adapt to that. So, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be really huge for for those who, who enjoy their defenders um, and really just getting rid of the overpowered Pokemon that seem to dominate games um, every round. And yep. uh, I'm just excited because I feel like it's going to... Um, showcase a lot of variety of teams you know we're not gonna see the same meta comp over and over again so it's really exciting it's gonna game.
1: give expression to teams to make their own comps I, I think back to heat fan you know taking decidueye in yes. lane all the time and how you know um was it nemesis right forgetting yeah. i'm blanking okay yeah nemesis <laughs> they very much so played their style I loved that about them and they did it in the most disadvantageous of times to do that. Like that wasn't the best comp. I mean, I guess you could say it wasn't Um, it wasn't like the best perceived comp, but they did it their way. And that's awesome. And you're going to have a lot more of that because people are going to be like, yo, we want to lean into our comp that we play while also trying to counter them. Uh, the other thing about Thank it, you. too, and I, I guess I should put a pin in my thought really quickly and say for anybody, because I don't think we actually said it, um, a pick ban system or a banning kind of system has been leaked by El Chico Eevee, which is our like most reputable Pokemon Unite leaker. So it it seemingly is very close, like it, probably the next patch, maybe, you know, like in a month or something. We'll see. Um, that's why we're talking about it. But the other thing about it is because of the fact that like you have, say, Mime and Blissey have risen to the top, right? you at minimum are breaking up the pair, right? Because no one would go into a draft and not ban them and then let the other team have both of them. That would be crazy. So at minimum, you break up the pair and then you can have, say, Mime and Blissey becoming the support of the team. Because whereas they would maybe fill the tank role, and they could still. Like, I did some mock drafts recently and like I I, I found myself drafting Blissey and Hoopa together because that's not super hard to do whenever people you you draft out. Um, So you could still play it in the tank role, but you could also run something like Slowbro and Blissey together, or Mime and Eldegoss together, or mm-hmm. Mime and Mamo. Like it's like there's, so if they're not banned, then you kind of split them up into their roles because you, you still do want to create something that's going to go with it. So the strategy behind drafting is something that, you can't really see until you see it, and the meta behind drafting is something you absolutely can't feel and see until you see it. Um, because drafting certain picks early is like a death sentence, and we we don't even know mm. all those counters because we've never really been put in a situation where countering draft picks has been required. So, yeah, Charizard's super strong right now, but do you pick it early and let them pick Slowbro in response? You know, like mm. how how do you navigate that? So we'll have to see that over time. Um, but even something like, and I I always bring this up because I don't I, I think a, a common comment I see about pick ban is like, oh well then it's just going to create a new version of the meta because the same thing's going to get banned every game, and it's like not really because you have personal preference, especially when it comes to like solo queue and stuff. You have personal preference on what um someone wants to ban, but then you have a, a, a pretty common strategy that I've seen over the years with MOBAs, which are throwaway bans where you ban something that's not a concern to you because you want to leave something open. So traditionally speaking, with like uh, snake picks with pick ban like the first ban is also the first pick so like if i wanted to guarantee myself a first pick i could ban pikachu and then it's like well, what why'd they hmm. ban pikachu it's like well because now you have to give me blissey mime you don't have a choice you 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 literally can't not give me blissey mime so it's like well they, we don't want to give them mime so they ban mime i take blissey you know and like yeah sure that's going to give them Titar or charizard or Hoopa or you know or whatever it is but that's a choice um and they could you know the crazy thing too is they could also do a throwaway ban they could say okay you're going to ban pika okay we'll ban nine tails so then they get blissey and i get mime you know what i mean so it's like there's so many like it doesn't have to be as simple as you think it can actually get really crazy <laughs> I think
0: something I I wanted to mention, as you said, you know, kind of putting a pin in it about it being leaked and all this. I don't want to be sort of uh, a wet blanket, but I also am not sure this is coming. Mm -hmm. I I know I know that it's been leaked. We've been talking about this for a while. This has been leaked for a while. And I will also say that if it is coming Maybe we only see it in tournament play mode. We might not see it in standard ranks. So I just wanted so, to kind of throw that out there. But and I, I do want to let you go, Crashy, but I have to find out if we're recording video. <laughs> we,
1: we are recording video. That's definitely okay. Good.
0: I'm glad you
1: checked on that. The caveat okay. to that thought is that the original, like, quote unquote leak from El Chico EB regarding draft did not come from data mining. It came from like insider information about an Eastern beta that was running, and this is th- that, and that wasn't even the first time that I had heard like leaks about Eastern betas. So they had like PTS servers running on in the Eastern world way before they publicly made them available, and that might have been internal. It might have been like influencers. I have no idea. So he his original leak was not because he saw anything. It was because he was told that it was happening, and then this leak, whenever he tweeted about it recently, he said. I saw it. He was like, I saw the thing. So that gives me like a little bit more. And also Mm -hmm. in one of his tweets, he said that the pick band mode unlocks at master's rank. So I don't know. And he said, but take it with a grain of salt. Like he was like, obviously take it with a grain of salt. So, it may look like to me, it feels like what they've always tried to do with ranked is like leave the onboarding and get much more serious. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like slowly over time, they're just baby stepping their way to that mm-hmm. and like making the game a little bit more serious. And so I don't know if we'll ever get like a solo duo queue like I like, um, but I think that like if Masters is like, you know, and we've said this, right? Like the true ranked mode, right? Masters is where it really starts. Dude, I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with pick Band hitting masters and, um, you know, allowing us to really start to take the game seriously and to imp- implement the strategies and just let let everything else be the onboarding that gets us there. Um, I still want to see yeah. changes, but, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited for well, it. One I thing you want to say on
2: the on the pick bans, right, is one thing that would be really cool is to see how, how it's used competitively to, like, target ban players out of certain picks. If oh, we look yeah. back at worlds, if we look at worlds and say we're in the finals... Say um, say Blackhand's had enough of Dragonite. They ban Dragonite, right? Now Nouns responds and they're like, you know what? Let's ban Cinderace. Jungle Book's playing that. Say now Overlord first picks Greninja. Well, hey, Jungle Book's gonna play and Now we first pick and Now Jungle Book has to play something he hasn't played the entire tournament. You know, it really mixes things up. And I just I want pick ban so bad. <laughs> I want yeah. it so bad because there's it changes like, so much.
1: There's like another layer of pick banning that it it's much more applicable to five stacking and competitive than it is anything else. But it's like the ability to trade your picks. Um, It doesn't really get brought up a whole lot because it's, again, it's really non applicable unless you're playing Mm. competitively or like three stacking at minimum. But essentially these pick band systems, because you want to pick things of high value, but you don't know where on the list you're going to be. You could be the fifth pick and be mm. a literal last pick. In these systems, often, and El Chico Eevee said this in, in his tweet as well, Um, you could have like the top player pick Mime, but the, the top player may not be your team's Mime player. So it's like, is he stuck playing Mime? No. What you can do is it's a lot like being in a custom lobby where you can mm-hmm. request a trade, and mm-hmm. then when they pick their Pokemon right before the game starts, y'all just swap. And so, yep. um, you know, I kind of, i always, when I talk about these systems, it's also, it's second nature to me, right? I've, I've been playing Mobas for 10 years. I want to try to give all the information. Cause I always see comments when I talk about pick ban, and it's like, I have to clarify a little bit more. It's like pick ban is, you know, global bans. It's not just you banned it. So they can't use it. It's global band. If right. mime gets banned, no, neither team can use it. There's no mirror matches. Meaning if I have a mime on my team, they can't have a mime on their team. Um, Your placement on the list usually determines when you pick. Like if you're three down, you're going to be... Um, you know after the snake like what five six picks in or something like that um Mm. so your placement but you can trade so if you're if you're coordinating with teammates you could have them pick you something and then trade pokemon um who gets to ban that's a that's a hairy one because that just depends on how they develop it it a lot Mm. of the time i've seen it especially in solo queue games is it's like the highest rated player which Mm, i think is really fair i've seen a little bit of pushback on that but i think it's pretty fair if they're the highest rated player they've either put in more work or they're a little bit more Incredible than you so i think that's a fair way of doing it or you have other banning systems like league of legends where literally everybody gets a ban i don't think we have the roster for that but like league of legends there's up to 10 bans um and i say up to because if both teams like if there's a duplicate ban then it just cancels itself out so you could sometimes have like eight characters are banned or 10 mm-hmm. characters are banned um and then you could have like a like a a vote like there there's ban yeah. systems where like me and my team could all vote for something and then whatever gets majority that's what get banned so there's definitely ways for them to do it. Um I think it's the the prospect of any of this coming to fruition is more so important than the the nitty-gritty of it, like the actual details, mm. but pretty excited about it.
0: I mean, it's such an exciting idea. And then also, you have to recognize is when you're playing solo queue, there are gonna be these moments where you're like, why did we ban we ban Ninetales? They ban mine, they get this. like you're gonna you're gonna walk into <laughs> yeah. the first 10 seconds of a game already furious
1: about how the so draft went. I think the funny thing about that is that like I don't think any ban is a bad ban, but I think what you do after that could make it a bad ban. Mm-hmm. Like if we're first pick, you ban Ninetales they ban blissey and then you don't pick mime yeah i'm probably pretty pissed (laughs) like
0: like, you gave a mime yeah someone insta locks something bad and you're like what on earth why we picked Azumarill first and you just have to you throw your control you're like here we go here we go make sure you tune into all unite content creators for for banned
1: strategies
0: (laughs) (laughs) um let's talk about mew We have not really touched on Mew yet, the newest Pokemon uh, joining Pokemon Unite. Mew is uh, free through, you know, if you unlock it through uh, quests. And it's also, uh, if you're a content creator, it costs 600 gems or whatever. You unlock it right away, uh, night one. So uh, Mew is really interesting because I feel like uh, my first impressions of Mew were. This is pretty good, and if you're good with it, it's going to be great. And now my impressions of Mew are, this is actually insanely good, and if you're good with it, this is beyond broken in certain aspects of the game. And in a weird way, I didn't expect it to be that good as a solo queue option, and the range that you can play this Pokemon at, the get-out-of-jail-free card that its Unite move is, the amount of damage it can do... Uh, I actually think this Pokemon's extremely good solo. I think without question, it's one of the best Pokemon in the game. And a a really cool addition. What they've done with it, I, I love that they've given every Pokemon moves that are sort of shared. And they see how each one, even Solar Beam Surf and Electro Ball, even them being almost the same, they're different on Mew. So my first thoughts are crazy good. Amazing players are just going to make, I mean, their opponents cry with this Pokemon. And I think it's a really cool design. Those are my big thoughts up top about Mew. What do you think, Curly?
3: Um, I I think as far as Mew goes, um, the only time that I really am phased by Mew is if it's Solar Beam. Um, and, and Surf is also pretty rough, too, because of the distance. Um, but that Solar Beam hurts, because I'll think that I'm out of the hitbox, and I still get obliterated by it it's also really loud too um i think it was like day one that Mew came out and i got solar beamed while i was in a bush and i jumped scared like it was just so (laughs) loud in my ears and like it scared the heck out of me and i wasn't expecting it um i'm also i'm not really a fan of how you can't see solar beam when it's in a bush um Mm -hmm. in my opinion i kind of want that to change um, cause I think it's a little, it's a little bit much, especially because the solar beam has such a, it has a pretty big hitbox and it's really like, it reaches really far. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mew, Mew feels pretty, uh, pretty oppressive, um, depending on, on the player. Uh, very, very, very strong and that solar beam just hurts.
1: What about you, Crashy? i have a theory i have a theory and and this theory can kind of be debunked but not entirely i have a theory that they make new pokemon loud on purpose i'm serious i think that like that, I, I, have just, true. I, have, <laughs> I have always thought that they made the new pokemon slightly louder on purpose so that way it's like it's like this like subliminal marketing where you're like oh huh? damn that thing's loud as hell Like yeah. what the, what's going on they over did there it with, Duraludon <laughs> too, Dude,
3: with his Duraludon flash cannon. So oh god ba-choo, ba-choo.
1: yeah it's crazy um so I'm weird, right? Like I I think Mew is absolutely one of the best laners in the game, like S tier, super super strong. But I also don't think it's like terribly broken. And and I and the worst part is that like this is that this is that take where like I know I'm wrong. <laughs> like like I can <laughs> I can honestly sit here and be like I know I'm wrong. But it, it comes from the anecdote of like I have a hard time winning with it in solo queue. I do. I, I I put up crazy damage, but I don't feel like I can do like. The Greninja carry, you know what I mean? Like that clean, like I'm the reason I just killed everyone kind of carry. But it's it's more of just like the it does so much kind of carry that if your team is there and they supporting and they peel and you're like movement was good and you made good decisions, then, yeah, you're going to do really, really great. So it's like I know it's nuts, but I also think about what the implication of nerfing it would be like. And me and Loosh were talking about it. The only thing I could see them doing is maybe nerfing the boosted auto damage. They nerf too, too much. It has to go down. That (laughs) that is the thing, right? Like, I (sighs) think that's because that's like half the damage the Pokemon does. It feels like that (sighs) thing is crazy. So I could see that getting touched. But it's one of those things where, like, even though the Pokemon feels insane, I really hope they take a conservative look at it and don't go too crazy on it because it's so unique and, and character design wise, like we can talk about how strong it is. Dude, these kits are getting so cool, man. They're getting so cool. We, you know, did we ever think we were going to have three ability options? Probably not. Did we ever think we were going to have the, the Hoopa and the Mew button? You know, we never thought that was going to happen. And now I just like, my brain is like, it's open. You know, I have all these kit designs in my head. I've played all these different MOBAs. My original desire for Evie was that it was like Evie. And depending on what moves you chose was where you were going to go evolving. And they kind of did that with Scyther and Scizor or will, they will be doing it when it comes out. Um, So I'm excited about the prospect of creative designs, man. That's so cool to me. Um, I can't lie though. I never use electro ball or coaching probably because I don't five stack, but and Electrible has better secure on it, but like Solar Beam,
2: yeah. Electrobolt's like... scary in certain situations. Like Mew is Mew is scary because of its options, mm-hmm. and um, it just it just has anything for any situation, which is cool. It's just a lot, right? <laughs> like um, and, and the thing about the the enhanced like basic attack, right, is that you can use that and a move at the same time. Like you can you can have it going off during the animation of a solar beam or an electro yep. ball or an agility, which makes it so oppressive. And like you can, it can solo beam me from range and then it can decide, okay, do I want to switch to surf to play defensively now after this beam, this person to come at me? Or do I go to agility, electro ball and chase them down and they have a zero escape options? It's just, it's got an answer for everything. And then if you try to dive it, it's passive just gives it movement speed every time it uses a move, which is really fair. And then it has a Get Out Jail Free card with its Unite. Like that, the Pokemon just has so many tools um, that it's just a, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe if they turn down the Enhanced Basic, maybe, maybe it's not as strong. I don't know. But it just feels so powerful. So solar
0: fun. beams already just so i mean yeah the combos you can do with it the, the only agility uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah agility i love agility <laughs> the only thing i do think is tough and i agree with crashy is coaching and i think it's just because i play mostly solo even yeah. duo trio it's good in fives I, yeah. I just don't think you get enough value out of coaching but every other move i use a decent amount electro ball is probably the next lowest but i've actually been trying it out more and more sort of you know chasing things down with it with agility i still think i'm more comfortable with surf agility or with solar beam light screen or whatever but uh yeah coaching is the only thing that i really just don't mess with enough because i, I think say. when you're playing alone it's just you can't count on someone like please come close to me or i can't move <laughs> I, I hate that
1: this is my opinion but i really wish that coaching was like a skill shot shield so that way i could use it for mobility and miss You know, like I could swap Mm. into it and use a coaching dash just as a mobility option because that's like that's obviously why agility is so great, right? Like it's like it's mobility Mm -hmm. and coaching is mobility, but it's like mobility tethered to an ally. So like... Mm it's it's a, it's a weird way of saying it because i don't really think that coaching needs to be nerfed but like if it was a skill shot then like you could skill shot shoot it and miss and then that would be solo queue mobility <laughs> so it's like it's like a buff yeah, yeah. and a nerf like i don't know the that's a really thing about coaching
2: gun. is like whenever i've switched to coaching in solo queue my teammates are run off screen yeah <laughs> and I'm they're like, oh, always okay gone. they're never cool. there you think <laughs> but in fives it's fight. crazy come on because you get you get resets in fives right you get like mm-hmm. you get you get 3 off and then you use an enhance then you get 2 off then you use your like say electro ball get enhance and like you just you just spam enhance and it's gross um so it's really good in fives but yeah, outside of fives it's just use agility it's okay yeah. Just use agility <laughs> yeah, just
0: while we're talking about new pokemon <laughs> let's talk about some of the new pokemon coming to unite uh we've got mm-hmm. dodrio scissor and then clefable actually coming to Unite. Yeah. a pokemon that i yeah. thought maybe was lost to Wigglytuff a long long time ago but let's start with uh dodrio who are who is coming in just like three or four days uh from when we are recording this i've played around with it on the public test server i don't know everyone's experience curly do you play around on the public test server at all
3: I do not, but I did watch your videos on Dodrio when you were in the public test server.
0: Okay, cool. So this Pokemon is really interesting. I think I've said this uh, many times, but Dodrio is going to be in some ways crazy broken. In some ways, it feels absolutely terrible. And it, without question, is going to be the worst teammate you've ever had on your team, <laughs> like by a hundred miles. You are going to be screaming <laughs> at your ally Dodrio because it is going to be so bad. And then every <laughs> once in a while, you're going to get a, a mythical, legendary Dodrio who actually knows how to play this character. It feels like the control scheme of this alone is might might be a lot easier on a controller, but man, on a phone, especially on lag with the PTS, the control scheme of this Pokemon is just. Really, really bizarre, Crashy. I know you've played around with this a bit, and we kind of have similar experiences on the public test server where we have insane lag, so we just kind of mess yeah. around and practice a lot.
1: I um, so uh, the way I, for context, I know like you and Chris use um, phones for PTS. I emulate it with BlueStacks and and use an Xbox controller. Um, it, it obviously BlueStacks controller support it's not great. Um, the sticks get a little weird. Um, sometimes, but. It actually didn't feel that terrible. I can't remember the moves. I, I'm so sorry. It Whoa. always takes me time to remember all the moves. But it has the one move that you can't aim. It just it only goes in the direction that you're moving. And that, for some reason, was so hard for me to wrap my brain around. I was like, dude, why can't I aim this thing? And then I remember somebody that was like... I, I don't remember. I mean, sure. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> someone was finally like, bro, you can't. And I was like, oh. That's like my design. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I thought it was my blue stacks. Like, I thought my blue stacks was messing <laughs> nice enough. So I was like, ah. So... Once I kind of got over that, the controls felt okay. Like, I didn't I didn't feel too terrible with it. Um, the thing for me was that, like, even just messing around in, like, the training practice mode or whatever, I couldn't see the clear winner of the build path. Like, usually I'm like, oh, that's going to be the one. And sometimes I'm wrong, obviously. But, like, I was like, that's the one I really want to try. When I played Dodrio, I was like... I don't know. I kind of want to try all of this and just see what it happened, what it, what, what's got going on. But the speed gauge, the running, the design of it, it's a, it's again, it's another pretty unique kit. And I like mm-hmm. it. I like the idea behind it. Um, you just run around. Like, I don't know. I want to score. I want to invade on this thing. I want to, you know, I want, I, I want to mess around with it. It looks like that's going to be a, a really fun time.
0: Have you got to play around with it? Lush?
2: I didn't get to play it, but I did a lot of research on it. And like on paper, for me, it looks like I, I'm really excited to play like Stomp Pack. It looks really fun. Um, the Pokemon looks really cool. I've heard the aiming's it's really jump hard on the left maybe? stick.
0: Is that right? What is it? Sorry, is it jump kick or something like that? Yes, stomp? I said
2: stomp, right? Jump kick. It, oh, it, okay. it, yes, yeah. it's jump Sorry, kick. I, I, and, and I and my, also
0: am just... I, it's yeah. hard to remember it too, but then I'm like... It's
2: because it, it looks like a stomp. Dodrina?
1: Dodrina. Dodrina.
2: So yes, sorry. Jump kick and drill pack. Yeah, that looks like the part that I want to play. It looks really fun. And um, it, it looks like a really cool... Mon Tri Attack looks really cool too, right? Just like the way it, it is designed. Uh, how it has like the the range projectiles. Um, It looks really cool. But I've heard the aiming is really tough with the left stick. I'm... I don't think that's going to be too difficult because like when I play e-speed Lucario, I aim all my e-speeds with the left stick. So I think that it it shouldn't be too hard to adjust to, but everyone's made it sound very hard, so I'm a little scared. (laughs) I'm a little scared, not going to lie. I think the thing that's tough
0: about it is it's not that it's the craziest thing to aim necessarily, because you're right. You just kind of are going in the direction you're going, but Mm. you kind of have to make these turns almost to do everything you want to do. So rather than just aiming with the left stick, it has to be the direction you are going also. So that's,
2: that's
0: the, that's the part that I think is a little tough. It's honestly, it's really cool. And some of the bigger Dodrio moments I had on the test server, I thought, wow, this is going to be nuts, especially it's ability to score. So if, (laughs) you know, if you don't, if you haven't seen it yet for everyone uh, watching or listening, it scores in uh, two chunks when you're Doduo and then three chunks when you're Dodrio. So it's just going to make stacking incredibly easy, and it's going to make some really bananas plays at the end of the game. Like, you can Mm -hmm. have 50 ALS energy, and you're scoring as fast as someone with, you know, essentially, what would it be? The
1: crazy thing about it is that I was like, man, that's really cool. That's going to be so good. And then I was like, oh, but you know what? You as the player can never like overcap. Like you're not going to be able to do yeah, it. Yes. And what happens? How how important is overcapping on Sky, the Sky Ruins right now? <laughs> like it is, but not nearly as much as it was on Remote. Like you're I, trying to keep honestly, tempo and I'll, control the map.
0: I'll break a goal almost even sometimes. I'm I don't just, care. Like, get it out no, I, I actually don't care. Anymore. I want to put. I, I want to yeah. push, push Reggie. I don't even care. I'm just I am think. Gonna break. I think <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
1: breaking top goal is obviously fine because you have Reggie Alecki. But keeping score tempo, even if you're not over capping a ton, is also great. And now, I mm. expect that competitive teams maybe won't do <laughs> breaks like this. But we're talking about solo, solo queue where, like, someone's going to break it anyways. Like, I'm going to probably break it, and I'm going to be able to get control of the map because of it. And, like, yeah, you Quick. give up some farm, but it doesn't feel as, as mm. nearly as consequential as before. There's yeah. too Quick much on farm breaking. already.
2: Quick question on breaking. How do you guys feel about if you break top two early, the Altaria doesn't spawn?
1: Are you well, saying? Are you say wait? Again. Which Altaria is the the top lane? The camp? top lane
2: ones. They well, don't spawn. Well, if, okay. At, if
1: you're breaking it that fast, then you need to. You always have to try to make sure to kill the camp first. But if you're breaking it that yeah. fast, then it, okay. Like obviously that sucks. But at the same time, then you have Regieleki. It's a lot setup. of tempo, right? Yeah, yeah it's a lot it, of yeah. tempo because it's hard to push Reggie Lucky if they don't if they have a goal and you don't. Like it's so hard. Mm. So it's, it's it's, just, it's really cool. a trade off.
3: I guess it just depends on how bad you really need that farm at that time i mean if you're yeah. already ahead then you can just you know it's whatever but if you're getting stomped and then you just got a lucky break to be able to break it then you <laughs> might want to wait so that you could get that farm. Yeah. do y'all don't ever know. feel it, like you hit an end game cool when you're behind choice.
1: and you feel super out leveled though has that like happened i farm a lot on this map. i do too <laughs> but that's my point like i don't ever feel like i never feel like i'm behind like I like it, no, score if, wise, I'm I feel like I'm behind.
2: But like you in know. fives, you can because like I can see that the way fives are playing is like if they get Reggie lucky, they're in your jungle. You're not getting mm-hmm. it. They're in your yeah. back farm. Yeah. Like everyone is whole playing time tempo on your game
0: side of the map, just eating everything there. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Everyone is just playing tempo game, and that's like so you can fall behind, but you will eventually somewhat catch up. You will always get your evolutions, your power spikes. Eventually, it's kind of now more a game of like how far ahead can we get before they catch up. Which is really cool. It's a really cool yeah. way to play. Dodrio is really going to cool.
0: set up some really interesting stuff for that too. You kind of yeah. still have a Zapdos in this game, where which is hmm. if you can push the final Reggie into their main base. Yeah. And being a Pokemon that can break goals pretty easily, it do, it sets up that yeah. strategy as well. I think this is going to be such a cool Pokemon. I think Tri Attack is terrible right now in the <laughs> test server. It's like the weakest thing in the world. Um, but it I also so cool, you uh... never know how this Pokemon is going to release, right? Because even yeah. if they've tested all these numbers, in the, we don't know what they're going to bring into the main game. You never know. <laughs> Uh, you know what's
2: funny, Dick? I had, I had an evil thought the second you said the moves have to go the way you're facing. I was like, I can't wait to stand behind this thing with Q-Charm.
0: I oh, <laughs> just can't yeah. wait to do it. <laughs> I just can't so wait mean. To do it. <laughs> So mean. Yeah, it, I mean, I think Dodrio is going to be really cool. And then after Dodrio, we have Scissor and Scyther coming out very, very soon. So this is the next all-rounder coming to Pokemon Unite. From the test server that I played right now, Scyther is either uh, bugged bug type, or it is just really undertuned. Something's wrong with it. It's very bad. Uh, But Scissor, I think, is very good. Very, very good. I think Bullet Punch Scissor is really, freaking
1: good. I don't know how to say it other than to relate it back to my thought from earlier. Uh, Scyther feels like a speedster, and Scissor feels like an all-rounder, and all-rounders are better than speedsters by (laughs) most of the time. So it felt like Mm -hmm. Scissor just, like, is way stickier and burstier, and Scyther just felt like you can have these like pockets of burst, but like doesn't really feel impactful. And um, I was loving Razor Claw on this Pokemon. It just feels like you just jump on oh, them and then you start yeah. beating them up and you slow them and it like you have this damage burst. And Scissor felt good. <laughs> it felt really good. I didn't get to use um. What is it? Swords Dance. Is that a move is that that's a move right swords dance
0: that's the one i think I've, that's the combo i was using swords dance
1: bullet see punch, i i, I was i was using the other move because I, I didn't i didn't put a ton of time on it i was just messing around but um so i didn't get to mess around with that much so there's still more i need to like discover obviously um not even really playing it against humans but scissor felt good felt really good
0: yeah i agree curly have you played any uh scissor or seen any of the footage at all
3: i've seen some of the footage but i haven't gotten to play it yet
0: I'm excited,
2: though.
0: It is really exciting. The test server is weird, too, because it's the worst, especially in North Mm. America with ping and everything, it's the worst environment to test anything possible. (laughs) Like, you you can't get really any information out of the test server except you kind of have a vague feeling of, oh, this the way this controls feels pretty good even though half of my allies are afk and half of the enemies are afk and You'd none of it think makes any sense
1: that for a test server they would give us patch notes about what they're testing but they don't so i guess we'll just figure, <laughs> figure it out <laughs> no we're no it's it's bug it's i feel like i feel like it's got to be some weird mix between bug testing and yes and wanting to get the characters playable before leakers have it or something like it's got to be some mm. like weird mashup of that because it's like we're not really testing much kind of i mean maybe the other regions can put a lot more feedback than i can i can't put that much feedback on strength uh, when i'm laughing yeah, so it,
0: it is hard to say i do think you're right i think one of the biggest things they're testing are bugs because uh, yeah. i don't know if you remember there was that moment in the test server where zarina could unite uh over
1: and over and oh over i forgot over that yeah that was crazy uh, and i think they just
0: kind of, yeah. mostly they want to make sure that stuff isn't happening because you'll see a pokemon in the test server and you'll think oh this is overpowered they're gonna nerf it then they release tyranitar you know what i think oh, is really they, they funny though it, actually i
1: think <laughs> it's hilarious. really funny how mad people got about that bug and it's like, dude, you're on the test server. <laughs> like, that's I, that's yeah. what you're there to do. <laughs> now, yes. if you were a person that was abusing it, you know, you can crawl into a hole. But um, <laughs> 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 yeah, it was oh, yeah. Uh, it was yeah.
0: that that's what you have to expect on that test server. But I think uh, Scissor is looking really cool. And mm. yeah, I mean, and then we have finally Clefairy Clefable. Coming to unite, this Pokemon I, I, was. I didn't in get to a,
2: play Sizzle. Thanks for asking, Jake. Oh, Appreciate I'm it. sorry.
0: Sorry about that.
2: Uh, uh, we knew. Lush, we we already knew. <laughs> it's, it's fine. We'll, I, just, it's we'll fine. just
0: edit this. So, Lush, uh any thoughts on scissor <laughs> Did he get to play it?
2: I'm just thinking. I just heard a North American complain about ping. That's crazy. Uh, but That's right. yeah, so sizzle. <laughs> I didn't get. To, <laughs> I didn't get to play it, but I did see Crashy's video where there was a really strong bot war, which was really cool. Oh yeah. Um, but That's yeah, it looks really fun. It looks really fun. Bullet Punch looks so fun. I really yeah. want to play uh, Bullet Punch Sizzle. Um, I think I think Scythe is a cool emblem. I think it's a cool emblem. <laughs> I know that much, gold. but I, I don't really know. I have a gold
1: Scythe. <laughs> It's Ooh, so good insane. because nice
2: I run it on like my wiggly builds, right? With like, it's a white green and it gives me like a little chance to crit that sometimes happens, which is really cool. Really cool.
0: That is very cool. I, I actually like a, a lot of the new emblems they're adding, but now I'm just like, how many of these are they going to add, right? We didn't even really get got to got touch Navy. on it, but
1: I guess we could TLDR there's a lot of emblems. I love that they're hmm. adding them. It does kind of annoy me that I have to keep grinding it perpetually. <laughs> um, but one one that I'm looking forward to, I'll just toss it out here really quickly is I think the full blue build, the full navy build. Navy, yes. Mm, hmm. I'm scared of that. I'm scared of the full navy. Mm. The, I don't even remember the percentage of the unite charge rate, but okay, it's we'll full, see. Man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you it's put like
0: it 6% or something like that or something. It's it's
1: It's, it's more than one. And yeah. then you can put. What that. What I've got energy. right now is one. Right now, I yeah, have right one. right now I have one as well.
0: <laughs> I just yeah. finally got my three dragons, so I have one yeah. percent Unite move Charge. Nice. Put that on
1: my chest. Oh, sorry. other I random I still don't have five, five pinks. Wait. Oh, five. yeah. No, I don't either. Yeah, I don't either. I don't have the five pinks. But that's the, but that's the thing. The emblem system is clearly meant for you to hit the max passive on at least one, because it's because of the like the percentage increases that happen. Mm-hmm. So like everything is marginally better when you hit the highest passive. So it's like. Mm. Not having some of those available is a little bizarre, but when, when we get them, that's mm. when we get to really test them. Um weird thing about Clefable Clefairy, why did they why did they split the names?
0: So I had the same thought, and my thought was does this always evolve? That was my thought. But they didn't and do it
1: for I- a scissor though.
0: Yeah, because they I didn't know. market
1: it that way so like when I saw that I was like maybe it's the way they wanted to market scissor but forgot and so they just are like kind of mm. course correcting or maybe there's something else like beneath the surface we don't understand because that I saw that and I was like that's interesting
2: mm. yeah I, I, I do you know in regular thing. pokemon games they're both used separately competitively because they're different abilities so Clefate um the, the pre-evolution right has friend guard which is a, a passive that makes its allies like tankier. So it's used for that. And it loses that when it evolves. So I wonder if they're going to do something there. Well, but... they,
1: they do the stuff like that now, don't they? Aren't there some characters whose passive change based on their evolution?
2: Yeah, yeah a lot of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. okay. The only other thought that I could think of that seems rational is um, SEO, like search engine. Like that, like uh, they're literally like putting it in there. So that way, like when people look up, like they, it yeah. has more terms. Like I could see that being a reason why they would do it actually.
0: They should yeah, have done fair. that for Scyther then. They should have. Sure. I
1: mean, Scyther's a popular Pokemon, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But no, I was wondering the same thing, Crashy, and my only thought was maybe it doesn't evolve. I thought maybe that too, yeah. they have the ability to stay as one of them, and there's a benefit to staying possibly as one of them. But this Pokemon was, this Pokemon was shown off on the first playtest of this game, but it essentially had Wiggly's entire kit. And then the game comes out Wiggly's here. So there was always that, you know, uh, rumor of, hey, this Pokemon's been in the files for a long time, but nobody knows if it's ever coming. And then we have this surprise, you know, uh, Clefairy, Clefable trailer, which is I thought that was that was pretty cool. Um, Hmm. Yeah. What are everyone's thoughts on seeing the moves? Did you get to see the trailer, Curly?
3: I did. The metronome looks like it will be pretty crazy, like uh, uh, close combat (laughs) on uh, Clefable. Um, uh, I'm a little, I don't know, I think it's going to be a very interesting creative kit, that's for sure. Um, My main concern, of course, is that I just hope it's not... Uh, well, I'm sure it will be um, a tanky a tank. support. <laughs> oh, so definitely. it's going to be <laughs> another <laughs> blissy, another Wiggly. Uh, I'm sure it'll probably be a little bit more fun to play because um, the metronome kit just sounds like it would just be, you know, more fun um, to play. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for, for the people who are excited to play it, but uh, I'm also just over here waiting for another true defender, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Crashy? Um, yeah, it's weird. I, I can definitely get excited about it. Uh, I, can, I can share my excitement for people that like the Pokemon specifically, but I'm a solo cure mostly, so I'm not going to play it that much. I'm going to make a couple videos on it, you know, get my thoughts about it. Um, and then I'm going to move on. So I'm excited though. Like, like people will always ask me like, Oh, are you excited about this new Pokemon coming? It's like, to me, I don't really see the Pokemon. I see like champion, you know, like I see League of legends champion or like MOBA champion. So I get excited for anything because it, it adds to the game. It's going to add to the game no matter what, if you love it, that's great. If I go against it, that's great. You know, it's going to give me more to, to experience. So definitely excited about it. I think the the prospect of what the kit can do is always interesting, but I also, I have a hard time getting excited for supports because they tend to have, you know, real passive kind of play styles unless they get really, really creative. They tend to have like a heal or, you know, like shielding. And so like you can kind of expect like what it's going to do to a reasonable degree. Uh, and then they showed off the unite move, which I thought was cool. So I'm really excited about that because it, it does seem to be a little bit unique. Um, I think from like a MOBA kit design, you, you have to have characters that are pretty vanilla. You have to because it, it creates the contrast. So hmm. this is looking a little bit more on the like you know pretty simple side of things, and I could be wrong. Obviously, I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited about it. It looks cool. I'm interested to see what it will bring to the game. And I agree. I, I'm excited for the next Defender because I'm hope. I just want Defenders to be better. Like I like tanking. I, I want I want them to be better. Uh, but also just to get an actual Defender. And uh, I hope that this falls more into a support uh, style. Nice. Loosh,
0: did you get to play Scissor or did you get to see <laughs> <laughs> Um
2: I I can't wait to see a tournament and you casting and you being like, it's using wishes on its fingers. <laughs> <Like I> just, <laughs> that's what I want to see. But yeah. It looks uh it looks really cool. It's pink and it's a support, so I'm gonna be playing it for the next three months, I'm sure. Um, but like it's So, one thing this Pokemon's really known for is, like, follow me. And I saw some moves with, like, some fingers moving, right? Like, here and there. Like, I wonder if it's going to get that. So, follow me in the game is, like, a taunt. It draws aggro towards it. And that could be a really cool addition to the game if it has something like that. But the the Unite looks really cool. The Unite looks definitely really cool. Um, Moonlight looks cool. I'm pretty sure that's Moonlight, right? It looks like a healing aura. It looks pretty cool. Uh, It looks fun. It looks like a traditional support, which is cool. I'm just hoping... It's not like gonna take the defender slot. That's that's where I'm at with it. But it looks cool. I'm I'm happy they finally added the Pokemon to the game. So now we don't have to just ignore it on every tier list video. Um but yeah, so I am pretty happy to see that.
1: Yeah, today. the Clefable tier list meme is kind of gone. Man.
2: It's so annoying. <laughs> man. It's so like sad. finally we can actually place it.
0: Cool. Get Blaziken on there now. Like put oh, something no. on there that's been rumored forever. <laughs> Uh, I think the Unite move that this Pokemon has is going to be really interesting, and I'm very curious to see exactly how it pulls. So from the trailer, it looks like it's pulling. You use your Unite move, and you are pulling a move from an ally maybe only. I mean, maybe it could have pulled it from Pikachu too, but it looks like you're pulling a move from an ally. Can you get both Mm -hmm. moves or... Does it, is it only just based on the Pokemon? So if you're next to Lucario, do you always get close combat or does sometimes you get a very weird bone rush? Like I would guess. Mm probably always close combat no matter even if the lucario didn't take close combat i would guess that you would probably get close combat now if you use it next to multiple allies what does it do does it heal everyone maybe does it randomly pick a move maybe what does that look like i mean i can't wait to see what that's gonna feel like in game
1: so we've already got the precedent that now they can make bigger boxes and give us three ability selections so i'm kind of hoping that it's like preset moves from the Pokemon like you said like close combat always or something I'm kind of hoping it's like mm-hmm. preset moves from the Pokemon and then it's like three or four selections so then it like mm-hmm. pops up so either like the closest three Pokemon to you or like all four of them and then it just pops up this oh, massive I guess, box I mean, and you just you take you could it. do
0: all four right you could have it you got four allies if you're next to four allies you could have a selection of one of four moves dang that yeah. would be really interesting it would be cool
3: that'd be crazy
0: that would be really crazy. It's going to be cool.
2: I- I'm wondering, like, like, there's, like if you take a re- Greninja Surf, do you get, like, a reset? Like, I- I'm just so, so curious to see how they do this. I'm sure you won't, right? Probably not. I, how, I like, think that they would probably keep an
1: ability like that self-contained where it's like, yeah, you could Surf someone and hit it, but then it's going to go away. Mm. Um, I really, because then when would it end, right? <laughs> like, what if You just, you just yeah. keep it forever. <laughs>
3: I also yeah. wonder like what what they'll do with Clefable whenever like new mons get released after the fact. Mm-hmm. So is this mm-hmm. a mon that they're always going to have to update cuz yeah. if they bring out, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, entirely new pokemon in 2 months that has moves that have never been introduced into the game before and then they're going to have to implement that for the fable, or I think it, it'll
1: they, likely just
2: be a bug that one shots for the first patch. I think that I think <laughs> that they will, but I
1: also think like setting up the infrastructure for that, knowing that that's coming, is something that they could do. Like they're gonna have yeah. some kind of a chart, right? And every time a new Pokemon comes in, they're just gonna, you know, they're gonna literally go to the Clefable chart and you know plus one mm-hmm. it, right? So it, it it definitely is like a bit of a, a maintenance for them to to create something that has this much like lay like or tie into the other Pokemon. But it, it's definitely possible, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting because this Pokemon could be data mined and we could find out hints of what's coming to the game next because it's like, well, Fable actually has this move. No Pokemon in the game has it. What Pokemon might be coming in with this move? That would be a really interesting Mm -hmm. bit of data mining right there, because let's say they've got its Unite move set up for the next eight Pokemon coming in. They're like, okay, we know something's coming in with this move. We know something's coming Mm -hmm. in with this move. That could be really interesting, too. That could be very cool. Well, there's been, guys, uh, there's so much. Uh, and We, we could we've been going gone. for like another hour. Honestly, we could. <laughs> so I feel like we much. could talk about the new map forever. Uh, but I think this is a good place to end the podcast here. I want to thank Curly for coming. Maybe everyone can give some final thoughts on uh, the new <laughs> map here or the new updates, and we can just see uh, how everyone's feeling about it. But yeah, Curly, uh, any big thoughts before we go?
3: um no i think uh i think we touched on on a lot of stuff um thank you guys so much for uh for having me and chanka um this was a really great discussion and um yeah
1: crashy hi man it's always a pleasure curly always a pleasure Loosh spraggles fun times man i think um the game has its pros and cons and 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 slowly over time i'll say it i gotta give them credit where it's due um they just keep adding and improving and implementing to the game so i'm looking forward to to more i have my concerns i have my worries but hey we wait we see we enjoy i'm having fun on the new map so i can't complain too much
2: Lush, i I like that all the listeners don't know how creepy we're all being right now it's really good (laughs) (laughs) way to spoil it (laughs) (laughs) you know it's been great it's been great to, to do this again um we'll we'll probably have to do one sooner next time so there's less to talk about for sure. <laughs> but yeah, there's ah oh, there's so much and I'm just ah oh, just ah oh. that's all I got to say.
0: Yeah, so much new exciting stuff. I can't wait to see what they bring into the game next. It really feels like they're you know, putting the pedal to the floor here with year two and they're really pushing this game. So I I can't wait to see where it goes from here. I want to thank everyone for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, If you're interested in uh, Splatoon 3, Crashy has a new channel out with that. Please go ahead and check that out. If you want to see this podcast with your ears, so that's listening to it in audio form. You can find it anywhere podcasts are sold. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye, everybody.
1: We wow. did it.